Hello all and welcome back to the final regular season episode of the Game Time CT Staff Pick'ems Podcast. I'm your host Pete Paguaga. As always, I'm joined by Game Time CT producer Sean Patrick Boley and Game Time CT columnist Jeff Jacobs. Gentlemen, we are here. We are at Thanksgiving week. We talked about this for 11 weeks and here we are heading into Thanksgiving. This show is being recorded early Monday morning, hopefully going up Monday night. Uh, with th- with Thanksgiving games starting on Tuesday, we have games Wednesday, Thursday. So it's a weird week. Just quickly, quick shout out to myself and Jeff. We went eight and two this past week. Will Alden did go nine and one to lead the way, but Jeff, I think we're getting hot heading into the postseason here. Yeah, I uh, I covered every sport but football the past week, and I think that's that's helped me uh, in, in my football picks. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought. Everyone did a lot better than I thought they would. I thought it was going to be a little bit harder of a week, but I guess I was wrong. And I've been wrong for most of this season. But it's Thanksgiving week. We have 20 games to choose from. And I'll be honest with you. I remember two years ago when I said to Sean Bowley, I said, wow, how am I only going to pick 10 games? And Sean was like, you don't. Spread it out to 15. And I was like, all right, that's a good idea. And then when I was picking them this year, I'm like, how can I get rid of some of these games with such significant historical, you know, history there and also keep these games that have a big to do about the playoffs. So I decided we'll just expand it to 20. So we're sitting here 20 games to pick final week of the regular season. Obviously the picks go on into the quarterfinals, semifinals and the championships. So we will be with you. The rest of the way, gentlemen, are we ready to to dive on in here? Oh yeah, let's, let's do it. I mean, at, at this point, at this point, what else? Yeah, what else? <laughs> what, there else are, what else I'm is there gonna, to lose? I'm just gonna twenty-one play. points out there, boys. Lots, yes. lots of points. Lots I'm of just, points, including a game of the week. So very exciting. Very disappointing week for me, and I thought I was uh, uh, turning the corner, but I guess not. Hopefully, you maybe got, you maybe got a little cocky. You got a little cocky. I don't there. know about cocky. Honored. I don't know about cocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, I, you, you, I, well, you need to. You need in order to win this, man. At this point, you need to take some risks, and they either pay off or they don't. So sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Sometimes, sometimes you, you just got to take the easy win. Because yeah. even if next, because even go. if you picked tall, we all. You all got the point anyway. All right. <clears throat> We're going to start in the CCC. Our first game. Sean, the- you can't lose to the eight ball, can you? No. Okay. I <laughs> feel real bad about that. I feel really horrible if Sean lost the eight ball. Hold on a second. I was in a decent position. I wasn't exactly <laughs> at the bottom of the standings. Yeah, but everyone went eight and two or nine and one this week, except for you. Right. So anyway. We're going to jump right in. We're going to start with the first game. It's the Battle of the Bell. Bristol Eastern at Bristol Central. Now, this one is different this year because in a normal year, these teams are just playing for bragging rights. But we're sitting here right now, and Bristol Central is right in the mix in Class L. And they, I believe, Sean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but they have a chance to clinch a playoff, a home playoff game here, Bristol Central. Yeah, that's their it'd be their first playoff spot since '87 since they played for a state championship. So you know, good for them. Victor Rose has got them right there. So uh, 
Uh, I'm going with Bristol Central. Is that was that a cue to pick? That was a cue. That was that was a um, that was a uh, a segue. I'm picking Bristol Central. Victor Rosa, we talked about last week, is really good. I love that they still play this game at Muzzy Field. By the way, love it. Yeah, I I, Bristol Central all the way, and uh, Victor. Maybe Victor Rosa will go for 500 yards, total yards, and. uh, Send the boys into the smoky room debating. Well, maybe Cam Edwards isn't the, isn't the player of the year. I will say Victor Rose is probably the best player on the field at Muzzy Field, but let's not forget about Alex Marshall, the Bristol Eastern Lancer yeah. running back. He's got close to 1,500 yards. He's having a great year. There are some people who don't like having that game at Muzzy Field, I have been told. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, when the outfield is, or the outfield, yeah, the outfield, the lip of the outfield is a leading tackler uh, in the game. <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's always a tough one. You know, it's like when they played the, I love I love when when Notre Dame West Haven played the Quigley Field. I loved it. It was like playing in a in a sandlot, you know. And I love that a- aspect of football. Everything's some turf now, and you know. So anyway, but all right, I'm gonna complete the sweep going with Rosa and. The Rams locking up that home playoff game. All right, we're going to stay in the CCC. We have the Stoddard Bowl. Platt at Maloney. Last couple this year, game doesn't have as much juice as it has had. That said, this game is always a great one. Always great. Um, You know, throughout the series, the Thanksgiving series, Maloney leads this series 31-30-1. and Yeah. And it's 32-30 and 1 overall. Like guys, if people remember they met in the the playoffs in 2018. This game's so much fun. There's always a lot. It's packed. Any team can win. If you don't think Platt is looking to spoil, you know, Maloney's seating in class L, you're not paying attention. Uh, and Maloney obviously wants to lock that playoffs, uh, that um, home quarterfinal playoff already spot. Already clinched, already clinched, and yep. uh, yeah, the only thing is really seeding, and but they're pretty close to getting a, a home game if they win this one. So. Yeah, which I'm sure Kevin Frederick would be very happy about because I'm sure they would get one of the tech schools coming to Falcon Field. But Jeff Stoddard Bowl, Maloney, Platt, who you got? Oh, well, uh, th- that was beautiful segue. I mean, what, what a great game this is going to be. Maloney by a lot, and now that they're number five in the, in the nation, uh, or at least the state. I am. <laughs> I I'm now knocking my head around saying, can these guys really maybe give St. Joe's a run for the Class L title? Since that opening loss to Southington, they've been the Sparties have been mighty good. Maloney all the way. They're the they're the number five ranked Connecticut team in the country. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, like Maloney's, they flex their muscles. I, I like the Spartans. Can they can they challenge St. Joseph? Everyone seems to be down at St. Joseph. They lost one game. I mean, everyone's given Trumbull the victory there and then double up. We'll see. But in that Thanksgiving, <laughs> game, but you know, I'm taking Maloney. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> two years ago. I picked Platt, and I said, Platt's going to win. They're going to go to the playoffs. And everyone's like, ah, rah, rah, rah. Platt won. I felt great about it. Then last year, I was like, I'm going to stay hot. I'm going to pick Platt again. And then I lost. Or that was two years ago. I'm going with Maloney. I'm going with the Spartans. Do I think they can compete with St. Joe's for a state title? I don't know about that. I think if any team in S right now, they might have the best shot. 
All right. Um, moving down, we have the Apple Valley Classic. Another amazing game. Such a great rivalry. Southington and Cheshire. Obviously, Cheshire's in the SEC. Southington's in the CCC. The game, I believe, two years ago went to double overtime. Um, Sean Bowley was there, and he deleted footage on his camera. If I remember that phone call like, on Thanksgiving correctly. The whole second half, yeah. Ryan Andrews came up with the tackle on uh, the two-point conversion for the win for Cheshire. Both teams went to the playoffs two years ago. Anyway, this year's a little different. Southington coming in at 7-2. Cheshire at 4-5. and five. And Southington, according to our Sean Patrick Bowley's playoff thing, you know, Southington needs to win, and then they need help. So this is not a guarantee. Uh, normally, yeah. like I said, Southington's already clinched going into this game. This year, not the case. Sean, who do you got? Pete, I'm going with Cheshire. Um, you know, I got a lot of people who are in the know who seem to think that Cheshire's got a really good shot in this game. Don't forget, Southington's coming off a loss to Connard. And I saw Connor against Hall this week, and uh, I, you know, I thought they were, I thought Israel Lopez was great, and, and they had a good receiver. But you know, other than that, I, you know, Hall could have really put that game away if they were uh, a little bit stronger on offense. Um, uh, but uh, you know, kind of Connor kind of hurt themselves in that one. But I, I'm gonna go Cheshire here. Cheshire's been competitive with everybody. This game's always great, as you mentioned, and uh, you know, I think they're wanna gonna go, they're gonna wanna go out with a bang here and kind of ruin. Uh, Southington's hopes to go in the Rams. The answer is Southington, although uh, Cheshire probably is the best four and five team in the state, right? Uh, maybe uh, North else. Haven. North Haven. Yeah, I, I think Cheshire's maybe. better. Uh, Cheshire beat uh, North Haven, so I guess. Um, uh, but yeah, Cheshire. This will be a really good game. I'm gonna stick with Southington. My question is: Is anybody, ever, either of you guys, ever picked apples before going to that game? No. 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 Well, it's Apple Valley. Classic. I well, think it's a little late to pick apples. It I is very late. That. It is very late to pick apples. Is it? Maybe pick them off the rotten ones off the ground. Yeah, you're better <laughs> off going to uh, Coach Don Drust's place and uh, getting a, a bushel there. So, all right, I uh, I'm going with Cheshire too, and I've been mm. my anti CCC all year on this podcast. Don't think the conference is that strong. Um, I think, you know, a fully healthy Cheshire team, um, which they should be relatively fully healthy heading into this game with a week and a half off. Uh, I'm going with Coach Don Trust and the Rams. All hey, right. Pete, I got a quick request here. You need to pick first on a few of these, too. Okay. Would Let's you like go. me to pick first on this next one? Yes. I'm very intrigued by this game. We have the 70th Green Bowl. Always at Joe Bruno Field in Hamden, which I find fascinating that they only play at Hamden High School. But the winner of the game the year before gets to wear green. I think that is... <clears throat> I think that is so fascinating. But the problem is Hamden hasn't worn green since 2006 because their last win came in 2005. Notre Dame has dominated this series, has owned this series. Notre Dame leads this series 46-21-2 and 2. Okay, but Notre Dame's three and six heading into this game. Hamden, on the other hand, is seven and two. Now, Sean, I'm not going to ask you to pick first, but you've been doing this and you've spent many a years at the Green Bowl. 
When was the last time that you think, because I think it's like 07, 08, that Hamden had a better record than Notre Dame heading into this game? Uh, I believe that was, oh, there might have been one year in the middle there, but I think the last time they you thought they had a really good shot to win, they were favored to win, was 2009. Scott Benoit's second and final year there, and they'd gone to the playoffs by beating Notre Dame the year before, and then they needed to win to get in, and Notre Dame uh, also needed to win to get in, and the Notre Dame just beat them up, and they went on to win a state championship. So uh, that was the last time, and Hamden has been not great since. But, uh, yeah, there you go. I think there might have been one other time, but uh, I don't think. Yeah. Not, right. not during the Regani years, for sure. <laughs> well, Hamden is in the thick of the playoff this season in Class L, though a win doesn't lock it up for that. So they need to win, and then they need to do a little scoreboard watching and a little bit of help. Notre Dame, I believe you told me before the show, Notre Dame is technically mathematically still in it. Yes. But it's 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 a long shot. Yeah, the, um, moon, the moon would need to crash into Jupiter. Yeah. So Notre Dame here to spoil Hamden. Notre Dame coming off a loss against Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame coming off a loss against Hand. It's, I really, I'm picking Notre Dame. I'm going with the Green Knights. I just, I do think they've played the harder schedule. They've played the tougher opponents. Even their alliance games are tough and playing a team like Wilton. Um, I know a lot of people are on the Hamden bandwagon. They're, they're riding that train to the playoffs. I am not one of them. I'm going with Notre Dame West Haven. Sean, you spent many of your childhood years at the Green Bowl. Who do you got? I don't say many. I think I went to one or two games. I thought you, you went know. to a lot of them. No, I went to one or two. I remember going to one like in 85. You know, I was trying to watch Lord of the Rings, the the, the animated <laughs> Ralph Piaggi's uh, 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 version. And uh, and my mom said, we're going out. You know, so she took us out to the green ball. I remember watching from the fence, from the parking. It was packed. Uh, anyway, um I'm gonna go. You know, this, this is one of those things where it's like, if I pick one team, they're gonna they're gonna make me pay. If I pick the other team, they're gonna make me pay. You know, my gut says Notre Dame here. Uh, I, you know, you look at it quick. You, you think Hamden. I'm gonna go with the Green Knights because what the heck? I mean, you know, they've done such a big run here. Watch Hamden's gonna win by a point. You know, like a missed two point conversion. I could see it happening. And uh, I think I, if that happens, I think I deserve ten points. <laughs> for picking again, you know. Anyway, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Green Knights. You know, they they they're pretty good. I know Ham beat them up last year, but as long as Picota's in there, I think they have a really good shot to win that game. I'll go with Hamden. Um, I haven't been. I paid, this is my first. As, as you guys remind me many times, this is my first full year doing high school football. Uh, although my my standings in this. Not seen the rep would seem to represent a, a, a grizzled veteran. Uh, but my question I have not examined this SEC tier system as much as I should have, and I'm distinctly unimpressed that a school as large as Hamden would have the kind of schedule they did. Very unimpressed. Yeah, okay. uh, I might have to like look into this, this alliance thing a little harder in Al Carbone's uh. SEC because that tier two they don't play a lot of good teams. No, it's a joke. We've we've mentioned on the main one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, as I say, I, I just haven't like looked into it to, to exactly examine what you were talking about as closely yeah. as I did the past week. So I'm unimpressed by that. So like 
the 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 football purist in me is not pulling for Hamden, but the great Pickham mind is picking Hamden. <clears throat> You've been on the mind has has taken you from the bottom of the standings yeah, kind of into the is. mix of things. So if I was you, I'd stick him with the mind. Yes, you're right. <laughs> All right, we got the another. Heart has not worked well for me this year. No, no, not for <laughs> me either. All right, we're going over. Um, Staying in the SEC, uh, going up to Wallingford, we have the Carini Bowl. Sheehan at Lyman Hall. Um, Lyman Hall comes in at two and seven. Sheehan six and three, still in the mix in Class S. Need needs a lot to happen. Um, that said, this game, legendary Lyman Hall leads the series overall twenty six to twenty two. But Sheehan's won the last eight. You know, Ferrazzi, Jock Ferrazzi is really. Turn this program. This is a Sheen team that we spoke about at the beginning of the year. We're like, oh, they're down. Then Jordan Davis is gone. Terrence Bogan's gone. They're not good. Here they are with the chance to go seven and three, which if that's a down year for Sheen, I think John Ferraz is doing something right up there in Wallingford. Um, Jeff, I'll let you pick first. Who do you got? I got Sheen all the way. And my only comment on this game is that my wife is now paying more attention to the high schools this year. Uh, as pointed out that why do so many of the high schools sound the same? And like, uh, like I'll hear my son play sports, you know, we have Lyman Regional and Lyman Hall and there's some other ones. So I, I'm for renaming some of the schools in the state. So idiots like me don't confuse the schools when I'm picking them. But oh, she ain't all the way. <laughs> there, there, there might come a time where they become one high school. So they might right. be renamed anyway. Sean? Sheehan. Yep. I no, uh, uh, no uh no real analysis there. Just yeah, no real analysis. I agree. Sheehan makes it nine in a row. All right, we're gonna <laughs> we're staying in the SEC, and uh, we're going over to Milford where we have Law and Foreign, and they are playing for the Mayor's Trophy. Okay, Foreign comes in at four and five. Jonathan Law at five and four. Law was five and two dealt losses to Hamden and Branford in their final two games heading into this game. Um, the mayor's trophy is given out to the annual winner. Foreign has won 10 of the last 12 meetings, at, but Law owns the series record uh, 22, 23 to 22 to two. Some ties thrown in there as well. Um, I'll go first. I really like watching law last week against Brantford. That was a really good game. John Nider, their quarterback, is a real dual threat for the lawmen. And uh, he was really fun to watch. Uh, Brantford did a really good job of containing him in the second half, but when he was able to run wild, he really did damage. And he could throw the ball. So I'm, I'm going with the lawmen. Um, Sean, what about you? Yeah, me too. I thought they put up a fight against uh, Brantford, and they've been pretty decent all year. You know, uh, they even beat Guilford that one time to start the season. That they've been kind of up and down, but when they need to win, they they win. And uh, you know, I, I'll just go with law. Definitely law. Now we have the Elm City Bowl. We got Hillhouse at Wilbur Cross. Both teams come in at two and seven. It'll be played at Bowen Field. Uh, bragging rights across New Haven in this one to the winner. Maybe some. Uh, some pizza as well to the winner. Um, some New Haven style pizza. Jeff. Hill House, I, agonized. I, I, I agonized over this one. And uh, I'm taking the house. 
taking the house. I love that. Don't bet the house on it. <laughs> Actually, I, I will be betting the house on it. I'm going to take Golden Cross. I mean, sorry. I'm going to take uh, Hill House, too. Uh, maybe the Amity. And, uh, you know, it's been a while since Wolf Cross had an actual win. You know, it's been kind of tough for Coach Akvavita there. You know, I hope he's not too discouraged. You know, it's just been a tough year for him. Uh, I do want Wilbur Cross to bring back their uh, afternoon games. Uh, the SEC's got to work on that because it was a chance to see other games and uh, give uh, those teams a little bit of pub that they don't get now that they play at night. Because if you play at night, Friday night, you know, you're competing against other teams. So it's hard to get uh, people out there. We can get there at 3, so that's just my little rant. I'd love to see him back at 3.30. But anyway, I'm going to go with the, the house. Yes, I, I will complete the sweep and also that the house. Okay. Now we are moving on. We are moving on to the SWC. This one has a lot of playoff implications on the line in this game. We have Massick playing against Newtown. Massick's coming in at seven and two. Newtown at six and three. Massick, a win, really puts them in a position to clinch a spot in Class L. They will need some help as well, and then. The Nighthawks up in Newtown, I believe, are in it. They have a chance to get into the playoffs with a win here, and then they need some help across the board as well. So a lot on the line in this game. Massick <clears throat> played New Fairfield well. Newtown was in a really tight game against New, uh, New Fairfield. If that's something we want to look at. Um, Sean, who do you like in this one? Uh, Massick has been uh, really, really impressive, especially in the second half of the season. You know, Dylan Jackson going in at quarterback is great and has allowed uh, uh, Nick Saku to, to kind of do his thing there and get everybody else involved and makes actually makes him a little more dynamic. They don't really have like the the big beefy lineup front that Newtown has. Newtown has that advantage up front, but Newtown's offense has been really sluggish, and this game is always a barn burner. You know, there's been upsets when you had. No business being an upset. I remember Casey Cochran, they had a chance to get in by beating Newtown at their own field in 2009, and Newtown came in and, and beat them. It was like 36-22. It was an upset. It was Casey Cochran's first year there. Actually sowed the seeds for the Masks State Championship next year, and you know then there were a bunch of blowouts. But uh, ever since then, it's been it's been back and forth. Masks has beaten Newtown uh, when when there was there was a playoff berth at stake middle of the last decade. So. Uh, it's been fun. So it's kind of a coin flip game um, in that regard. You know, Newtown really struggled to put Notre Dame Fairfield away. I'm going to go, oh, man, I'm going to go with Newtown. You know, I'm just going to stick with them. They need to win to get in here, and uh, their schedule's just been much better. They've been much better against that schedule. And I, I think maybe they got caught looking ahead versus New Fairfield. Our order of favorite, but has played them well. But uh, I think the matchups just slightly favor uh, Newtown in, in this regard. But uh, hey, I, I would not put it past Massey to win, but I'm going to pick Newtown. And Newtown struggles for points, but in this key situation, I, I like Newtown, a, a very, probably a very low scoring game. You know, one of those 14 10, 14 13 specials. Hmm, you know, if you'd have asked, huh, Sean? That's about right. If uh, if you would have asked me a couple of weeks ago who to pick this game, I'd have been like, oh, Newtown with ease. Uh, the last couple of weeks have really shown Massick is a different team than they were than they when they played hand in the in the middle of the year. Obviously, Dylan Jackson has stepped in and really kind of changed the way this offense runs. Like you said, Sean, Nick Zaku gets to 
get the ball in his hands in a lot of different ways and kind of really makes that offense that much better. Um, but I'm not going to pick Massick. I'm going to pick Newtown. I think their schedule uh, has really prepared them for this game, a win. And if they get into the playoffs, I think anything can happen. Okay. You guys are the Board of Education of, of Massac or something, uh, Monroe? Uh, you, you sound very uh, heartfelt picking against them. <laughs> you guys got something going there in Monroe that I should know about? <laughs> no, I just think they're good. I think Massac's pretty good, but, you know, you look at some scores like Notre Dame, you know, West Haven, they were just, you know, they couldn't stop anything. No. You know, and, and that bodes well for Newtown, which just struggled to score. I think Newtown's defense is very good. So, but, uh, All right. Moving up to Jeff Jacobs' country in the ECC. Now, this one I know for a fact is actually correct. This is the 158th meeting between Norwich Free Academy, NFA. They are traveling to play the Whalers of New London on Thursday morning. NFA leads the series 79-68 to in 11 ties. Um, and New London hasn't won a game since 2017 jeff uh new london six and three nfa's three and six heading into this game jeff does that even matter who do you got yeah, no. nfa has been very disappointing this year uh i thought they had a better team than than, than their record has ended up as uh like you said this will this is nfa can make a lot up with this with this with this win but i like the whalers i'll be honest with you they're not a great team but they're a good team and I, if I could point this out in the ECC, I, I annually go to Griswold slash Wheeler at the at my Plainfield Panthers, and it's we, we have a thousand picks, but a, but apparently you have to be a thousand one to get on the board <laughs> of Plainfield one to get on here. So, but New London, Jeff, uh, Plain Plainfield needs to like you know not change the schedule mid season just because they may not beat a team. So uh, anyway, you know, Jordan, I mean, you talked about this. North Brantford somehow popped up on their schedule in the CAAC site and it says canceled. I didn't even. Yeah. I mean, that's all. all that wouldn't have counted anyway. But uh, Plainfield's been known, especially the last few years, for trying to game its schedule to get into the playoffs. And they did. They were successful a couple of years ago and the year before that. But now the ECC's like, no, no, we're not doing this anymore. And uh, they're getting mad about it. There's a, that's, look for a fight there in the offseason. But. You know, maybe Plainfield just takes off. Who knows? But uh, anyway, I'm going to go with New London here. Yeah, like you said, NFA has just collapsed under the, the weight of expectations and maybe just you know frustrations, and just hasn't been just hasn't been good this year. And that's a, that's that's unfortunate. But you know, New London's looking like it's been you know it's okay. It's not in the thick of a playoff race really. But uh, you know, the Whalers been all right. I'm going to take the Whalers this time. I've picked NFA like three times this year when they've been in the picks, and I've been burned every time. And uh, I uh, I hold grudges, so I'm picking New London out of spite. Okay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> going to our tenth game. This one, this one I do know, is the 100th meet, a uh, 99th meeting. Hundredth meeting will be next year. Bridgeport Central at Harding. Um, Harding's three and six. Bridgeport Central is zero and nine. Just quick little history of this game from twenty from two thousand and four to twenty thirteen. Bridgeport Central won ten straight over Harding. Since oh, yeah. then, the years. Yeah, since then it's changed. Harding is dominated. They've won six straight, and in those six games, they've allowed just thirty three points to Bridgeport Central. 
99th meeting, a lot of history here. Next year will be the 100th, which is very cool. Um, Jeff, who do you got in this one? Harding. You know I took a forfeit on the, on the, uh, on the Bassett Central one, but I, I need the points now, so I'm going to have yeah. to put my moral outrage away, away so I'm going to pick Harding. <laughs> well, you wish you had that game back, didn't you? You know, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm not emba- I'm not embarrassed as as I am of my pick of Rockville one week when they got skunked by a thousand and yeah. and, and then uh, uh, hyping Shelton up for like three weeks and then Fairfield Prep fifty four nothing so parting <laughs> about that one yeah I'm gonna go with the presidents you know uh, <laughs> it, it's been a really tough go for for Central and uh, you know we let we wish Tom Brochard the, the guys uh, all, uh, best wishes and. Hopefully reviving that. It stinks to see. I love it. when Central was great, man. They were really good. Uh, they were as good as anybody in the state. It's a shame, but uh, you know, I, I know the kids are playing, trying hard over there. And but I think Harding, Harding's been much better, obviously. And I think that's yeah, I'm gonna complete the sweep. I think maybe it'll change in a in a year or two. I, I really do think Tom's are gonna be a really good coach there and is gonna be able to figure that program out. But I do not think it's this year. I think Harding. Uh, makes it seven in a row. All right, we're going to go to Norwalk for the Sam Testa Trophy. Brian McMahon traveling across the city at three and six to the Bears uh, to play Norwalk at six and three. Norwalk, unfortunately, at six and three, some really great wins. They were, we dubbed them the darlings of September. Uh, it just doesn't look like there there's any way for them to get into the playoffs. I mean, so. I'd say, wouldn't say any way, but uh, it would require everyone collapsing above them. You know, you know, Southington losing, Hamden losing, uh, and so on, and uh, uh, Trumbull losing. Which, you know, some of that could happen, but it's not optimistic. They need to win. Yeah, and you know, our boy Cam Edwards is, could probably potentially be his final high school football game. Uh, I've covered this game a handful of times when I worked at the Norwalk Hour. Uh, this, Wherever it is, McMahon, Norwalk, this place is packed. It's always seems like it's a close game. McMahon plays their best game of the year during this game. And, you know, they, I think they've won three out of four, three out of five, what, 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 whatever it is. Uh, I'll go first in this one because I've covered it a handful of times. I'm going with the Bears. I, high note going out for Cam Edwards. Puts a bow on a really nice first season for Pat Miller. Maybe I'll get a little crazy. Cam Edwards, six touchdowns in this game? I don't know. That's my guess. But I'm going to go with Norwalk. Jeff, who do you like? Yeah, the Bears. Yeah, the Bears. Uh, yeah, Cam, you got to put the big numbers up because Rose is going to put some big numbers up. I, I want to I go on our website about you know, later on, uh, when they play Wednesday or Thursday. But anyway, over the, over the weekend, see some huge numbers from both those guys. The Bears. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going with the Bears. The Bears sweep. Okay, we got a lovely, lovely Valley matchup, one that everyone likes, and everyone is supposed to cover at least once. I have never covered this game, um, which is wild. But it's the, the 120th meeting between Naugatuck and Ansonia. Playoff implications all around. Ansonia's 9-0. A spot is clinched in the Class S playoffs. I believe a home quarterfinal is clinched as well uh, but a win here against the double L, uh, an L opponent their L this year obviously does wonders for the Chargers points they're 9-0 riding like a what is it 106 game NVL win streak 
uh, into this game. Something crazy. Uh, Naugatuck is 8-1. and one. Uh, kind of quietly went eight and one until the end of the year when we were like, "Holy crap, Nogatuck's like six and one. We should really pay attention yeah. to what's going on they with the Greyhounds." out of it a little early. They lost, they lost to uh, who they lost lose to Torrington, right? Yeah, Torrington's turned out to be pretty decent. So yeah, and uh, you know, Ansonia leads the series 76, 30, 34, and ten. And Ansonia has won the last nine meetings. Nogatuck's last win came in two thousand and ten. Sean, who do you like? Well, I've already picked against Anson once this year and see how well that went. So I'm not doing that again. I will not make that same. I'm going, I don't care if I lose this game. Uh, I will refuse to pick against Ansonia until they lose. Then I might reconsider it. But I'm taking the Chargers in this game, especially at home. Uh, Chris Anderson's done a great job at Naugatuck, like my Nike Dino Bomb. But uh, I think the mistakes that they, you know, even Chris Anderson says that they're not, uh, you know, they're still a work in progress even with only one loss this year. Uh, they're probably, and they need to get in. They're probably, I mean, they're probably going to get in even with they, if they do lose, but, uh, you know, nobody beats Ansonia Who unless is? they're legit. No, nobody beats Ansonia unless they're <laughs> legit. And, uh, and Ansonia is just, Tom Brock is the best going to be done. Let's be honest, it's ridiculous. So I'm going with Chargers. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll stick with Ansonia. It's just seeing that they've won 106 in a row in the, in the league. I'm going to have to uh, stick with them, go out on the limb. But I would like to uh, thank the Chargers for providing one of the highlights of the season with me, watching uh, and listening to the, the fans taunting Sean Patrick for picking Seymour in that game was definitely one of the highlights of my fall. <laughs> they uh, they sure know how to push my buttons. <laughs> I, uh, 2007, man, or maybe 2004. I uh, I will complete the sweep again. I'm going to go with Ansonia until they lose in the NBL. I don't think I'm ever going to pick against them. Now, when we get to the playoffs and they're not playing NBL teams, we'll see what happens. But I'm going to stick with Ansonia on the Thanksgiving game. And I do need to cover that one year. I, I've heard so many great things about that environment. And uh, I really got to pick one year to co- actually cover it. I actually covered it back when I was at the current one year, and I made the mistake of showing up a little bit late. I think I parked. I think I parked in Seymour and uh, and walked the rest of the way to the uh, <laughs> to the game. Yeah, that place gets packed out really quickly. Here's another game that gets really crowded as well. Down in the SCAC, we have the Turkey Bowl. Darian at New Canaan. Darian's coming in with, as the number one team in the state at nine and zero in the state in the country of Connecticut. Nine and zero. Uh, New Canaan is eight and one playoff spots are locked up for both teams. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're just kind of worried about seeding here. Darian has come in the last X amount of years as the favorite, at least the last four years as the favorite. And they've lost the last three to New Canaan. Yeah. Two years ago, I was at that game, it was 20 nothing shutout. Um, against a really good Darian team that ended up going to the double L finals. Darian has just looked dominant all season. Like, yeah, they, that Wilton game was a little touch and go. 10 minutes left to score 21 to put it away. Norwalk's leading, you know, Darian 21 to 20 at halftime. And then Darian puts her foot on the gas and I believe beat them by over 20. This is a really good Darian team. This is a New Canaan team that struggled in its loss to Wilton, struggled against Norwalk, against Norwalk, who was missing a bunch of players and their head coach. Um, 
you know, I'm going to go. I'll go first for this one. I'm picking Darien with, with the utmost confidence. Uh, the last couple of years, I believe I picked New Canaan, and I was right because I believe the best player on the field was Drew Pine. Obviously, he's not there anymore. So I'm going with Darien. Jeff, who do you got in the Turkey Bowl? Darien showed little nicks in their armor when I, I think that they weren't absolutely fired up for for their you know for the for the moment. Uh, and if they're not fired up for the moment against New Canaan in this. Probably really one of the best rivalries uh, around in any sport in New England. Then, then there's something wrong with them. The way they raised up when they played against St. Joe's really impressed me. So I, I, I don't think you're going to catch Darien like napping in any way, shape, or form. So I like the Blue Wave. Yeah, I'm going to complete the sweep here. Uh... It is the best rivalry, especially it's the best football rivalry in the state right now. You know, like people like Ansonia and Nogatuck. Listen, Nogatuck has won that game for 10 years. It's in Darien, New Canaan, the, the team, you you don't expect the team to win, and they, they not only do they compete, they win. You know, it's just one of those games. It's just, you know, throw out the records, all that stuff. I mean, I think Maloney Platt kind of rivals it a little bit, but as far as their – you know, the, the, the high stakes, it's always a playoff game on the line or a seeding, and they're both state champions or something crazy like that. There have been a lot of great players, and Drew Pines played in this game. He's at Notre Dame. You have uh, Zach Allen's played in this game. He's at, uh, you know, he's playing for the, in the NFL. Uh, you know, goes on and on and on. You can go all the way back. Uh, so, um, you know, that, that said, Darian kind of has all things going. It's got the offense you know, Minikas at receiver, Comiskey, Jeff's favorite guy, my favorite guy. It's just a bowling ball at at, uh, at, at running back. It's a run for over a thousand yards. Quarterbacks be good. You know they they do their job there. And then the defense, obviously, Vancheck. You know you have you know, Sean Quick at linebacker. You have a, just guys just so good. You know they have been prone to get enough points, but New Canaan's really struggle on offense for a lot of this year. And when they need to, sometimes they can they do score, but. You know, sometimes they need to they need a little kick in the rear end to get it going, and maybe. But in this case, if they do fall behind, they're not coming back. So I'm going to go with the. If I can interject here just for a second, I do hope the Darien fans, being cocky and and all full of themselves, especially they're winning, break out the chair that I've been set a, a few times beachfront property when they cheer at Ducatum because they have the shoreline. So I, 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 I'm begging them to, to break that out this week. That is, that is a, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, they can't do that to Greenwich, but. No, they can do it to Ducatum. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, that's a really good one. All right, this one um, has a lot of, a lot of implications, even though a lot of people agree uh, that they shouldn't be here people but we have the red of uh, the red we have the river valley classic we have set eight and one thames river going to putnam to play the 72 quinnabog valley it's called the river valley classic really yes wow yeah. unless you have that i didn't know that but we do have the, the quinnabog if i look out my window and and squint my eyes i can see the quinnabog river yeah. from my house that's the other. That's the other river. I, I, I would, I would think of Yeah, uh, it's a wreck. It's Quinnebog River, and it's uh, Thames River. Yeah. yeah. So we, we've been, we circled this game weeks ago when, when the three tech schools were 
in playoff spots and we're wondering what's going to happen. The sky is falling. Uh, now it's here. And they both are in position to make the playoffs, but no, they yeah. need to win the game. They need, like, Thames wins, they're in. Quinnebog wins, they're in the mix, need help. You know, different things can happen. This game is huge. Jeff, it's your area, it's your boys. Who do you like in this one? I plan on going to the game unless our great and wonderful Generalissimo Barker, our sports editor, decides to man me at some other field. But uh, uh, I'm going to have to go Thames River. They they, lo- well, they lose an OT to Cheney, and that was it, right? Uh, for, and uh, uh, that that puts two of them. That puts uh, that puts two in. That puts two tech schools in, and and and, and two unhappy pretty good te- very good teams out yep i'll leave it at that think Every- i've argued the- <laughs> think i've argued the case a few times already all, so. all eyes are going to be on jeff jacobs twitter account on wednesday night <laughs> that's how i get the score right because i, I initially <laughs> had the wrong i had a wrong one when i went to quinnamug valley cheating the other night thames river has been great you know all, all season long in that league and uh you know they deserve uh you know, they deserve all the, the hosannas you throw their way for, for, for being here. And uh, you only know, lose the one game to Cheney. That's kind of tough for the league title. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with them. Um, I'm going to say that they get in and they, they uh, take up, gobble up, so to speak, one of these spots in Class L. The good news is is that the other teams really didn't have a mathematical shot anyway, uh, even with the, the two get in there, like Wilton and the Woodstocks and stuff. But, uh Fitch and or Hand Massick, one of those three, uh, is very going to be very disappointed by that. When 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 uh, I believe when it was when they won last weekend, it was a kind of a downer for the, for them already. So yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say that they they make their lives miserable, and then we will see what happens in the playoffs. Uh, you know, it's not gonna be pretty, but we will see. Head Head Pete is picking things. He thinks Thames better team. They'll go nine and one, all that. But like Chaos Pete wants to see Quinnebog win and just throw this whole thing upside down. The problem is we're playing for keeps right now. We're playing for a trophy that I made. Um, I'm gonna go with Thames River, but a little bit of me wants to see the chaos. Okay, go to our 15th game. We have the battle of Root 80. Three, which I'm pretty sure I was driving last Friday night. We have seven and two Ellington going to play seven and two Rockville playoff scenarios, playoff stuff, as I like to say, all on the line in this game in class M. Um, you know, and we have the history between the two coaches. Keith Talkis obviously is the head coach at Ellington when he was. His first tenure at Ellington, Eric Knickerbocker was his assistant coach, defensive coach, and then Keith Talkis came to Rockville when Eric started coaching there. I saw Ellington this past weekend. They um, beat Morgan in yeah. a game that I thought Morgan was going to run away with. Uh, Ellington beat them. They were winning when I left at half. They can move the ball. They can run the ball. They play good defense. Um, Rockville is obviously in, but they can get – Those um, Ellington. Oh, Ellington is clinched as well. Yes, because they're right there, right under them in Sean's excellent post on CT Insider. So please go read it. Both are in, but, you know, home games are on the line. Um, and you want to play a home game 
in the playoffs. This one is really tough. I'm, I don't want to pick it first. Sean, you go first. <laughs> uh, I have. I suspect the time I saw uh, Rockville was just a ruse. I feel like Knickerbocker held off the dog, gave his buddy Mazzoni a little chance to sneak into the playoffs, which they won't do, unfortunately. <laughs> But, you know, there are some guys that I uh, saw playing last week. They weren't playing the the, the week I saw them. So, uh, you know, I think the freshman, I think there's somebody, or sophomore, somebody. I don't know. Uh, I didn't see the full team there, and I think they're much better than I saw. I'm not falling for this, Eric, and I'm going to pick you. So, there you go. I'm picking I'm picking Rockville beat Ellington, and uh, they will get a home game in the state playoffs. Yeah, Rockville's burned me, uh, and but unlike Pete, I do not hold grudges. And <laughs> I, I am going with with with, with Rocktown in this. All, all the all the vertical roots here out here in Eastern Connecticut are like '80s and '90s, so I get them all mixed up. They're like '97 <laughs> and '83 and '89, but whatever the root it is, they're on. I'm picking Rocktown. I'm disappointed that Rockville doesn't play Bedrock High. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they did play. They did play Rockville or Rock Rocky Hill once. When you, uh, right, or ever Lyman, Rocky Hill, Rockville, the, the Bedrock State Champion. <laughs> Go ahead, Pete. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm going with Rockville. I saw a couple of the Rockville boys at Ellington on Friday. They seemed pretty hyped, uh, coming off their win on thursday and you know they're really excited to go into this game this is kind of what thanksgiving football is all about relationships friendships um you know families coming together on thanksgiving to battle it out on the gridiron Um, wow i'm gonna start crying here i i dude i was at ellington i was at ellington on friday night i got there they had makeshift lights that were donated so they could play a night game for senior night i'd lukewarm concession stand Hot chocolate, and I was just standing on the Rudy music. I'm like, this is high school football right here. I don't need turf fields and digital scoreboards. Uh, But I'm going with Rockville here. Rudy, remember the Titans music a little bit better for me. A little too much bravado there. (laughs) But I'm going to go with Rockville and complete the sweep. We got another big SEC matchup. We got Fairfield Prep at. West Haven. West Haven needs a win. They're eight and one, but a loss here puts them on the outside looking in of double L. Fairfield prep is already clinched, but a win would lock up a home quarterfinal for the Jesuits the first time ever. Now, quarterfinal games haven't been around that long. So like, but still, I mean, a program like Fairfield prep, they get to host a quarterfinal game. Funny enough, they actually did host a semifinal game in 2018. When they were the five seed and they hosted New Canaan, who was the number eight, who beat the number one, I believe, beat the number one team that was West Haven. I'm correct. Uh, I no, I think I'm the, wrong. No, no, Richfield. It was 18. Yeah, that's right. It was Richfield who beat West Haven when they were number one. Anyway, um, West Haven prep at Ken Strong Stadium. One of the coaches across the state that I've spoken to, they love coaching at Ken Strong. They always say, from coaching at Ken Strong, it's a big game. This one on Wednesday night is a big game. Sean, SEC, who do you got, West Haven or Prep? Uh, you know, West Haven, uh, Jeff, is a is a ben- also a beneficiary of this tier yes. two. They dropped yes. down, you know, and uh, and I, like I said, my 
complaint about this thing in the whole season is the CIC's playoff points does not conform to the regular season. And the diff- the thing is, though, the West Haven coaches have all said it. They know. They knew at the beginning of the season, if they had a good record to start, that they would, uh, that it was going to be because of their schedule. They said it. I mean, they, they even when they beat Notre Dame, which was kind of a shell of its former self, they lost their quarterback. The West Haven coaches like, we still haven't beaten anybody yet. The Cheshire game was much better. Cheshire also kind of not what we thought they were, and they've been up there, but it's still a competitive game. That was probably their best win all season. This is different. Now, maybe the, this is kind of like what the theory is behind helping these teams out by dropping them. They did it to hand a few years ago, and people were complaining the same thing. Why are they in Tier 2? I hate the tier system. I hate it. I don't think that Hamden, West Haven don't belong in the same, you know, schedule as Sheehan. Like, it just doesn't, it, like, Sheehan's playing for Class S. Why do they got to be Hamden or, you know, it's ridiculous. Anyway, so that said, uh, listen, you, when you play all the best teams, you really, you kind of get into a different speed. So, uh, and uh, Fairfield Prep is certainly at a much higher speed right now than uh, than West Haven. You can look at the Hill House game. Oh, they almost lost the Hill House. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, almost they had their defense was great. You know, there's been a few of them, but Prep since losing that one game to Greenwich, and they only scored seven points now, 14-7. The one thing about Prep is that their defense has been great all year. And West Haven, I just, you know, this tricky offense. They got the double wing. I think it's going to be interesting early. West Haven always kind of plays them tough. They used to dominate the series, but this is a different prep team. And prep's defense is great. And I think their offense has just been good, uh, been better the second half of the season. Uh, I really like the Jesuits here. And, uh, you know, I, I just think uh, the West Haven, they're just not ready for this. Nate, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe because they have had a nice build up here. They got a little confidence that's going to help them. That's kind of like the theory behind, you know, playing these these easier scheduled games. But, you know, now with, uh, you know, playoff stuff on the line and everything, and you know, Prep has a chance to win this, I think Prep's going to win this game. I don't really know. And then yeah. the thing about being uh, I, home, by the way, if they do get a home game, and they do, they will get a home game, uh, uh, they're probably going to have to play outside. I don't think CIC is going to allow them to play at their home field. We'll see. I've jumped on and off the Fairfield Prep bandwagon so many times that I've aggravated my herniated disc and have problems standing through entire games now. So uh, uh, I think I may have learned my lesson with that Shelton game. And um, I'm a I'm a believer in the Jesuits. And uh, I think they're going to pound this one out and uh, have us talking about that tier system in the SEC ring ring oh, oh wait a minute I think I think I have Al Carbone on the line right now uh, uh, after the game wondering like how they got there and it's one of those things I, I kind of feel bad guys I I, I uh, the pound in that tech story so much and, and haven't pounded that one and really enough I looked on the in the class M and all those teams all play Pequot NVL, they've all played within their own divisions too. So, like Sean says, this is not a perfect system. Fairfield prep, because I'm not hurting my back again. <laughs> I uh, <clears throat> I will complete the sweep and go to Fairfield prep. I think they are really good. Uh, from everything I've heard or, or watched on tape, uh, haven't seen prep yet. I'm actually hoping to go to this game on Wednesday to see them. But, uh, you know, we had Keith Helstern, the Fairfield prep coach, on a couple of weeks ago and you know i mean i was drinking the kool-aid so i am all in on fairfield prep especially in this one all right so now we're gonna go 
<clears throat> now, I, the name of this game is the Manning E. Harvey Trophy. But I would like to propose that we change it to the Joe Morelli game. We have oh, Stratford, the alma mater of the great Joe Morelli, at Bunnell in the SWC. This game is very interesting. A lot of different kind of storylines into it. Obviously, Bunnell coach Ty, Janking, Ty Jenkins and Stratford coach Nate Tyler both went to Southern Connecticut State University, played football together. And Jeff, I believe they roomed together there. I do not know that yet because this is, you got me up early on Monday morning and I'm talking to those two gentlemen around 11 o'clock this morning. So uh, hopefully by the time someone sees us, maybe the story will be up and we'll, 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 we'll get the answer to that, uh, uh, that question. But they, yeah, so they played at Southern. I went to school yeah. with both of them. Um, I've known both of them since college. Uh, they both have done a really great job. Obviously, Benell is sitting here at six and three going into this game and Nate, you know, Tyler has Stratford three and six. I mean, you look at three and six and say, oh, no, this is a team that had like the second longest losing streak heading into our third longest losing streak heading into this season. Here they are three and six. They're playing a different kind of game. Um, this is a, a this is a fun Thanksgiving game. Uh, and obviously the other, you know, storyline, uh, Theo Lannon, the quarterback for Bunnell, started his high school career at Stratford. Um, so now he's going to try and win the. And I, it's, I always have to read it, the Manny, the Manning E. Harvey Trophy. I have said the Harvey E. Manning Trophy like 30 times. I yeah. don't know why, I did but that I get it like mixed up. Years. I get it mixed up constantly. Um, you know, Jeff, uh, 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 before you do the story and talk to these guys, you get to pick this game. Yeah, first. They, won't, they won't know about this pick until, until after I've spoken to them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I one thing I I grew up in Newport, Rhode Island before the Catholic school played there. Uh, De La Salle and Rogers, the public high school, played every year at Thanksgiving, and I love in town Thanksgiving games. A lot of people love you know the, the the town next to them and stuff like that, and 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 that that's cool and that's that's all great. But in town Thanksgiving, I I, I guess because I grew up with it. Uh, I really enjoy it. So uh, awesome. it's a, a lot of a lot of kids know each other. They've played with each other. Nowadays, it's a little more expanded, and, and some of these travel things, kids in different towns know each other. But the whole thing about knowing them and you know, in going against them and town it, within town. Uh, having said that, uh, I think Benel's got some too much pop for uh, for for its opponents this Turkey Day. Benel. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see Stratford win this game <laughs> this spot, you know, but uh, I'm going to go with Benel, too. Um, I just, you know, they've had a pretty decent team. They actually beat Camden on a field goal. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm going to go with Benel as well, though. I think, you know, Stratford, I think next year we're going to be having a, a completely different conversation with this game's going to be a lot closer. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, you know, like Sean said, I, I, if Stratford won this game, wouldn't be surprised because, like Jeff said, those inner town games, two high schools from the same town playing against each other, a lot of those are coin flips. A lot of those, there's a lot of emotion, things going on in that game where, you know, anything can happen, really. All right. Now we're going back up to the ECC. One of my favorite trophies. And it's not even a trophy. It's a sword. Fitch and Ledyard playing for Ledyard's sword which i just love Rick, uh, does anybody yeah, know? yeah give me yeah sean all you right. give me the story because you told it to me before all right 
Uh, I told you the story, though. Yes. Right, so now you're going to give it to us? Okay. Well, no, it. I don't know the story. Oh, no, you're no. going to have to you tell it because I don't remember it. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So you no, want me to do go. it now? I don't know it. <laughs> oh, jeez. The story about, does anyone know? I was about to say, does anyone know what the sword is about? You and told an- me, but I forgot. Yes, the answer is Colonel Ledger. And I actually have this up just so I can get it right. I don't want to get it wrong. But during the Revolutionary War, Colonel Ledger was holding down a fort. Fort, uh, he was in command of Fort Trumbull and Fort Griswold. So you're, you start hearing names. You're, you're you know. So he's, uh, he's, he's at the, uh, Fort Griswold fell to Benedict Arnold, who had already turned heel and had decided, told the British he was going to go raid. So this is late in the Revolutionary War. Fort Yorktown, but Benedict Arnold's trying to, you know, muck up some stuff. So we came to Connecticut to try and, you know, ruin some supply lines. And so they, they, so Fort Griswold falls. So he's holding on to Fort Trumbull uh, up the Thames River. I mean, you're all, you're hearing all these football names already. So what happened was they held off, they held the garrison for as long as they could uh, against this, uh, this, this British force. And then finally they had to succumb. And Colonel Ledger, when, uh, when they, you know, they held off, it was like a numerically superior force finally took this fort. Ledger took his sword and offered it into surrender to the uh, to the British officers. And what the British officers did was take the sword and he killed Ledger with it. After, you know, because all of his guys have been killed, he just killed Ledger with it and didn't, you know, completely throw out decor and, you know, honor and battle and all that stuff out the window. And they proceeded to massacre everybody at the fort. But that is where the sword comes from. And uh, it was at, obviously, it was in Groton. Uh, so that's why Fitch is also involved. They both play for the Colonel Legend Sword. You know, you come here for picks, but you get that kind of history. And yeah. it's a beautiful thing. And, uh, uh, along with Pete's romantic little spiel about Thanksgiving. Boy, I'm starting September to feel 6th. good for the holidays. September I'm liking my picks. 6th. September 6, 1781 was the date. And he was the, uh, yeah, he was, uh, Ledger versus, uh, versus Fitch. There you go. Oh, there's on top of the sword, and that was a wonderful history lesson, Sean. Um, Ledyard, six and three. They need to win, get some help, and they might be going to the Class S playoffs. For Fitch, they are still in the thick of things in Class M. They also need a win and some help. Um, so very a lot is on the line here in this game on top of the sword, which I need to see a photo of Jim Bunicor. If you listen, send me a photo of the sword. I think that's so cool. Um, but Jeff, we're in your area. As always, you get to pick first in this game. I'm going to go Fitch just on bigger school. I tend to be a bigger school guy as seasons go along. The erosion theory. So, but both of them need it. Uh, if they have any chance to, to uh, get into the playoffs, but I'm going to go Fitch. I was actually incorrect. It was the fort that they uh, they took over. So anyway, anyway, um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm just reading on. Oh, there's so much great history there, and uh, I'm going to have to go. Ledger uh, Outlaw has been his his injury kind of flared up against uh, against Woodstock a couple weeks ago. When he's ready and he's there, he, he makes that team go. Uh, they look kind of lost without him. Um, you know, obviously this is with, with a lot more at stake here. But I, I just think I think Fitch has just been really actually really kind of impressive uh, the last few weeks, and they're in, in, in the running for a playoff spot. You want to talk about unfair? How, how's Fitch, a Class L school, you know, public Class L, school, getting Granite? I'm not Granite, getting Fairfield Prep uh, as part of their alliance schedule? 
that is what's keeping them right now from being really in the running for a class L playoff spot. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with Fitch. Yeah, working out, team. working out for 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 teams like Hamden, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the um, the tech schools while we're at it. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. You know, right. we 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 spoke about the darlings of early in the season, Norwalk. You know, Ledyard was one of those teams. We were all in on Ledyard. It was such a great start, great story. The Outlaw Brothers. Yeah. Um, you know, Ledyard was in the mix. It was great. It was exciting. Couple of stumbles late in the year. Uh, you know, going up against Fitch, I think when we looked at their schedule, we were like, hey, if they win all these games, Thanksgiving's not going to matter. Well, it matters right now, and and I'm going to go with Fitch to uh, to win this game, uh, and I will complete the sweep. All right, boys, we got two more left. We got an FCAC game with a lot of playoff implications in it we have the rumble in trumple <laughs> we got nine and oh saint joe's going cross town to play the seven and two eagles of trumble high school saint joe's is in we know that they're the number one seed in l right now trumble needs to win and get a lot of help to get into the double l playoffs not a lot As- not a lot, not as much as you thought when we spoke. No, on the they're in a good spot if they win. They're in a really good spot, but they got to win. They got to. They probably beat win. everybody else out if they win. Uh, you know, even if West Haven, even if West Haven wins, I think Trumbull can squeak in there. Well, Trumbull, obviously, <clears throat> Trumbull hasn't won the game the last three times that they played. Uh, St. Joe's has won three state titles in those last three seasons. Uh, this is a great first year. A great season. <clears throat> Sorry, let me let me redo that. Um, this is a the first really good season for Trumbull under Marsh Petraccia since coming over. Um, at stake is obviously the Jerry McDougal Trophy, uh, the longtime coach at Trumbull. Hi, I feel like the closer we get to this game, more people are picking Trumbull. I feel hmm. like the closer we get, some people are fading into hey, maybe St. Joe's isn't that good. Now, I don't believe that, but that just seems to be the feeling I'm getting around the area. Not around the town. I don't talk to people uh, who live in Trumbull. And I don't right. go talk he, to my neighbor. You got to hit the, hit the I'm road, picking, hit the man on I'm, the street. Yes, I, I, you know, maybe I should. Maybe I should just hit the man on the street, go, go through Main Street and just start interviewing people. Um, but I am, uh, I'm going to pick this game first. Um, as a Trumbull resident, I feel like I, I should pick this game first, not let my biases show or anything like that. And this one's going to be tough to pick, but I'm going with St. Joe's. I, I, I think all of that, well, St. Joe's uh, maybe not that good. Uh, they're 8-1, and not 9-0. and I, I apologize. But um, I just think St. Joe's is so good. And uh, unfortunate for Trumbull that they have to play them the last game of the year. But I'm going with the Hogs. Oh, that's some great analysis there, Pete. I'm going to call you. this... I'm going to call this the Paguaga Bowl because uh, you have Morelli Bowl down the street. You have, this is the Paguaga Bowl. You're now entrenched. You're domesticated in Trumbull proper. Downtown kind of sp- spanning the two schools. Actually, you're closer to Trumbull, right? A little bit? Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah. So uh, you're on the Trumbull side of things. But, uh, you know, like you said, there is a sense that oh, maybe Trumbull can win this game. I remember when Trumbull used to dominate this series. Uh, and it was like, it was like, why are we even playing this game? It was like 11 to three or something or some crazy thing. And, uh, it, but then since then, St. Joseph's really kind of taken it 
uh, to the the Eagles, who have hadn't had a, a lot of great seasons. You know, you talk about Morrissey's, you talk about Silva, you talk about all these guys. I mean, I hear Trumbull, oh, mate, St. Joe's a little banged up. I mean, listen, they played a lot of their great games earlier in the year, and then they've kind of had it easier to, uh, you know, the last few weeks. So, I mean, uh, in that regard, you know, I think, think they'll be able, they've been able to heal up and, and get ready for this game. And then Trumbull needs this one. Uh, they they lose this game, they are done. They are finished, it's over, and uh, I'm sure St. Joseph would love to to make sure that they uh, kick Trumbull into next season. Uh, I do, listen, Corbin Smith is the game breaker here. If he has a great game, uh, then, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for Trumbull. But if not, they can handle him, and I think St. Joseph has the athletes to do it. Uh, we'll see. But if they can handle him, it's going to be St. Joe, all St. Joe, all the time. And then, so I think that's kind of what's going to happen. It's all St. Joe. All the time, I'm going with the Hogs. Look, I, I covered uh, St. Joe's soccer, uh, girls' soccer cha- state championship uh, last night, and it was really a remarkable story. Carolyn Sheehan, one of the star players on on the cadets, her mom died on Tuesday morning, and she went out and, and played Tuesday night in the state semis, scored first goal. It just unbelievable. And then last night, uh, they went on to uh, uh, win the win the state championship. She was named the MVP of the game. Uh, it was it was crazy. It was it was it was wonderful. It was, it was joyful and heartbreaking at the same time. But as as the fans in St. Joe's are are really going crazy and cheering and everything like that, I'm walking by. The, the stands, and all of a sudden, I hear, "Where's Sean Patrick Bowley?" Oh, really? <laughs> so, um, and at that moment, at that wonderful moment, it came to me to pick St. Joe's over Trumbull. <laughs> um, I just wanted to complete the. I just wanted to complete the circle with yeah. first Pete and then Sean, <laughs> and then that. Apparently, hell hath no fury like. Uh... St. Joseph's scoring. Oh, we got our final game. It is the Game Time CT Game of the Week for Thanksgiving week. And there is a lot, a lot, a lot on the line in two points. We yes, two points, but a lot of playoffs on the line. We have seven and two staples who we left for dead in September. We left them for dead. We're like, eh, they're not that good. And they are going to Greenwich to play the six and three Cardinals. They got smoked by Cheshire. It was like 42 to 14 or something crazy. Yeah. So, you know, they didn't give us much reason to believe. But yes. But they just quietly kept chugging along and they're 72 with a chance to get into the double L playoffs. Like Sean says in his playoff thing, I'm going to read it right off of it. The loser's out. The loser, pack up, go home, see you in August. Okay? Or July if you do those fun camps that some schools aren't allowed to do. Hold on and good luck. And Greenwich, if they win, they're going to need more help than Staples. Staples wins. They also need help. This is a huge game. This is a great rivalry game, too, that, you know, up until John Marinelli showed up at Greenwich, this game was a good game every year. Coin flips, this and this. Greenwich has won the last four between the two schools. You know, Greenwich, you got Logan Galletta, Chase and Barber, Staples, you know, your boy, Jeff Ryan Thompson, uh, all those wide receivers at, at, at Staples. Game of the week, 
playoff spot on the line in double L coming from the best conference this year in the FCAC. Is Greenwich going to get into the playoffs at seven and three after, again, we made them for dead in Staples, who we had their funeral in September. I don't know what's going to happen in this game, but there's a lot on the line. Jeff, who do you got? Well, first of all, it's two points. And some people are going to find themselves trying to squeak it out to beat out the eight ball for last place. So it's very important for the pickers. Very important for the pickers. As far as the game itself, I opened my the season with uh, the game Staples and uh, Trumbull in their dramatic win at the last. And we'll close it out with a uh, Greenwich victory. As I as I joked earlier this year, if Greenwich loses one more game, I'm going to have number one in the in the poll. Uh, it, uh, they've they've had an unbelievably tough schedule, and uh, I think they're going to grind this one out. I really do. It's really interesting. Uh, if Trumbull won that game, they'd be pretty much in. Yep. But you can imagine yeah. that game. It was as big as we thought it was going to be, and. Uh, and if they had won that game, they would probably be like be looking at, you know, where are we going to play next? Yeah, they came all at Sean. They came all the way back in that game. They were trailing and, and uh, the comeback and then the interception killed them while they were driving for the winning score. Yeah. So, yeah, Staples has done a great job coming back here. They've won a lot of big games, Norwalk being one of them. That was a big one. Norwalk wins that game. They're probably talking about where we going or at least, you know, win in scenario versus McMahon instead of you know, wondering what if it was a close game for them. their defense played great in that game against, you know, Cam Edwards, you know, only allowing them to score 14 points. Uh, so Staples really impressive here uh, the, so far. Greenwich defensively has been great. Offensively, it's been inconsistent. It's, it's kind of like Fairfield prep. They've, you know, this, they're, they're very, very similar teams. Um, but, you know, in this spot, you know, I, yeah, I, I, in this spot, I, I just, I think Greenwich home, I think Grinch has got this one. I think they've had the tougher schedule and overall have been a little bit better. I'd love to see Chase and Barber, you know, kind of go off and give themselves a, ch- a chance here. You know, I really haven't seen, uh, uh, I mean, he's had a couple games here, but I haven't really had seen a great game. And when he, when he, I didn't remember if he played against uh, Fairfield prep, he did, but he didn't do much. I mean, that's a credit to Fairfield prep, but uh, you know, Staples Thompson, it's going to be a classic. This game is just great. I can't wait. I'm going to it. I'm very excited to be there covering for, uh, for Hearst, Connecticut and game time. So I'm fired up. So Greenwich, I'm going to pick them. I'll be on their sidelines <laughs> for this one, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Cardinals and we'll see what happens as far as their playoff goes. I mean, if a couple guys lose ahead of them, they'll be in, but. Well, gentlemen, this was a gigantic slate of games 20. And I think that'll be more, then we will pick all year because I believe the quarterfinals are 16 quarterfinals. So um, this is the most games. This is the best week to pick up points and move up the standings. And, you know, every game on this list, anything can happen. I mean, that's really, that's Thanksgiving football. Should I get get romantic again, Jeff? I love it. I love it. The hair on my back was going up. I'll get romantic. (laughs) This is the greatest sporting weekend or week in the Connecticut calendar. The Thanksgiving Day games are, and it's unfortunate there are some teams still, you know, they want to play the night before we try. But as long as we're still playing a bulk of our games, I think so just not get rid of this ever. I love Thanksgiving so much. Uh, but uh, 
it's just you know, it's the best day. It's the best day of sports here in the state. This is it. So get out there, go to your local game, and you know, bring some coffee and stuff. Can't wait to get out there. We'll, we'll all be out there um, leading into Thanksgiving. And then there's some Wednesday night games that pique my interest that I want to go see. There's some, uh, you know, obviously games on uh, Thanksgiving that I want to see. But make sure when you get home from the game on Thanksgiving and, you know, you're waiting for, for Thanksgiving to food to be made. If you're not helping out in the kitchen, always help out in the kitchen. Always but, help out in the kitchen. Always help out. Or after you're done eating, when you're laying on the couch and you don't want to watch the Cowboys or the Lions, um, you know, open up your laptop, your phone, go to CT Insider, Game Time CT, and read all of our excellent coverage on the games. We the next time, the next time you hear from us, we will be talking about the playoffs. It's here, so get excited for that. But as always, for again, playoffs? as playoffs, as always, I'm Pete Pagwaga for Sean Patrick Bowley and Jeff Jacobs. We'll see you guys out there on the field. Love you.